It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo, and we're the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. Nearly all of Love Thy Nerd shows and podcasts air on LTN Radio first, and you'll also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop and indie all week long that's right so if you are listening to our show on podcasts you're late and you're missing out on all we have to offer check out ltnonair.com or download the live 365 app search and favorite ltn radio Today on the show, is the pandemic actually saving marriage? We've also got a Who Said It quiz, Twitter poll, five random facts, and more. But first, today is Monday, November 16th, 2020, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. Today's National Button Day. (laughs) Button. Button. (laughs) Button National Button Day. Button. Uh, Yeah, I got at least 47 of those down my quadruple XL shirt. (laughs) Wow, really? Actually, that was a joke, I think, on a Blue Collar Comedy Tour, the third one that they oh my made. goodness. They, they came out dressed in uh, the same kind of suits that the Kings of Comedy came out in, mm-hmm. which uh, it was really bright colored, yep. button down things. And that uh, was, I think, Larry the Cable Guy said that to... Uh, to, no, someone said that to Larry the Cable Guy because he was the, the the fatter of the four. Said, I didn't know they made a 47 button-down shirt or suit <laughs> jacket. Like, what is his... Okay, so it was Jeff Foxworthy, Bill Ingvall, Larry the Cable Guy. Who was the fourth one? Ron Tater Ron Salad White. Ron Tater Salad White. That's right. I, that sounds like something Ron White would have said. Yeah. <laughs> Tater tot. Oh, I'm, I miss them. <laughs> you caught him. You caught the tater. <laughs> Man, they were funny. I might have to introduce my children to them. That, fir- that first special, especially, was just fantastic. Yeah, it was hilarious. Fantastic. Hilarious. Um, and it's also National Fast Food Day. Hey, remember when we talked about how national holidays are just an excuse to get, oh, forget all that. Go get whatever you want. <laughs> You want Wendy's? Get Wendy's. You want McDonald's? Get McDonald's. Who wants Wendy's? What? What are you even talking about? (laughs) I hate Wendy's burgers. I like their chicken sandwiches pretty good. You, we are not friends anymore. (laughs) Wendy's is, at least in our town, Wendy's is the top notch of all fast food restaurants. You are outside your ever-loving mind. No, I'm not. It's Mm -mm. like Wendy's... Then Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel's top tier. Yeah, I'll give it. Sonic. Eh. Arby's. Arby's is good here. Yeah, Arby's is good here. And then, and then McDonald's. Like that's top five. Notice True. I did not put KFC or Burger King in the top five. True. Because they are. I feel nasty. Top tier fast food here is the Mexican food. We got your Taco Villa. We got your Taco Bell. 
Those are in the top. Absolutely not. <laughs> Taco Villa over Taco Bell all day. Del Taco over both all really? day. Del Taco? Oh, I love Mm-mm. Del Taco. I like, I like the fact that they have fries, and I enjoy their fries. Mm. But Their fish tacos? Mm. So good. So good. Never been a fan of fish tacos. Oh, see, I love fish tacos. Mm. And Del Taco's fish taco is actually very good. <laughs> uh, how's your week been, Mo? Uh, crazy. Absolutely crazy. And it it was just topped off with, you know, like the pinnacle of craziness after our governor made her last. Mm. COVID health order update. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that, what did that change for you? Well, it didn't change much of anything other than the fact that as soon as I got home, I had to order toilet paper on Amazon because did you see the picture of the line outside of our Walmart? I don't understand why. She didn't say you can't go to the store. I know. (laughs) The thing that she changed was there will only be 75 people allowed in Walmart at one time. Oh, I didn't hear that part. So, and that, what it ended up being was... No more than 100 people in a store or 25% of your, or sorry, 50% of your capacity, Uh, whichever is smaller. And so for Walmart, that means they can only allow 75 customers in at a time because I guess they run off of 25 employees. I see. So yeah, that's where the change is going to be. And so yeah, Friday night at... Nine o'clock at night, there was a picture of at least, at least 50 people standing outside of our Walmart waiting to get in. Wow. And at three o'clock, all the toilet paper and eggs had already sold out. And at that point, the health order wasn't in effect yet, meaning no. Walmart can have, I think it's like 500 people in there yes. at one point. Goodness gracious. Yes. Through the whole weekend. That's how it should have been because the health order wouldn't have been in effect. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun, normal grocery shopping. Loads. Churches cannot have any more than 75 people in their building. Or 25% capacity, whatever is smaller. smaller. For Mm -hmm. my church, nothing changes. Your church, though. Yeah. We don't know how it... Yeah. Yeah. This past Sunday was probably our last Sunday in person for a little while. We'll probably just go to virtual, but Mm. that decision is being made, I guess, tomorrow. Um, And they'll let us know. But yeah. Yeah, nothing changes over here. We were waiting for things to change. And uh, like, no, okay, we already do that. Okay. Our average attendance right now is about 60. Okay. All right, well, we're good. Okay, yeah. everybody. Yep. Text message everybody. Don't worry, guys. We're still on for everything. And we're good. I was waiting for her to shut down schools. Yeah. The, last week, we've had two of our schools in the district voluntarily close because they haven't been able to run um, – because they're so low staffed. Right. And so when she went on her, on Friday, when she went online and, you know, gave her speech, I was still in the building at school. And all of the teachers, you could, as you walk past classrooms, you could hear the governor coming from every room because <laughs> all of the teachers are listening, trying to figure out what's she saying? What's she doing? But well, the ones that are still open are staying open. Yep. And the ones that are not, which are still most of them, yeah, are not. I just, yeah, I don't, 
I feel like that would have been one of the first things to just roll back on. All right, I know. You know, there's only like a couple hundred schools open in the state. Let's just roll them all back. Mm-hmm. That should be one of the easier ways because it is quickly spreading. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, well, I say quickly. It's still only like a couple of people a week in a few different schools. It's still, it's not like, we haven't had like a big thing where, oh, an entire class got uh, exposed and needs to stay home yet that I'm aware of. Oh, yeah, we have. Have we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been looking for those in the newspaper. I haven't seen those. Well, they're not. The latest from the district is they have stopped. You know, for a while we were getting emails saying, "Oh yeah, this exposure they at this doing school." That? Yeah, they oh, stopped doing that. That would be why I don't yeah. know this. Okay. Yeah. Then so they yeah, stopped we giving out that information. We, we have three school or three classes in our school that are out because they've had direct contact with someone in their class. Wow. Who tested positive? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I know that's why the one school that closed, um, for two weeks, that's why they closed. They only had in every grade level, they only had one class open. Wow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm wondering if I should just pull Eli out and just do, uh, at home. Yeah. I don't know. Weird times. Yep. Mila's still going. I'm not pulling her out. I'm surprised, though, because the school Mila's at has had, and actually, Eli's school as well, both of those schools are doing pretty good. That's I don't good. know what they're doing differently than the rest of the schools. I don't know what the students are doing differently or the parents. I don't know. I don't know. But they've had very minimal exposure and cases in comparison to the rest of the elementary schools in the district. That's so. good. Yeah. Well. Our kids are safe, I guess. All right. Our kids, at least. My kid keeps his mask on. I know that. Yeah. That's one thing we haven't had to get on to him about. He's kept that mask on. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he forgets he's wearing it, and he gets in the car when we're going home and just leaves it on the entire drive. I'm like, you know, you can take that off. Oh, that's right. Take it right off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm having one of these ultra watermelon monster energy drinks that we talked about yeah. a couple weeks ago. It ain't bad. I hate watermelon. It tastes like a Jolly Rancher, though. So it's got that... It's not overly sweet, but it's got that bit of sourness in the back, back, which I like. I like a lot. See, I can't do it. This is good. I have not found another one of these monster drinks that I enjoy as much as the Ultra Sunrise. I might like this one better. This it's might very, be my new favorite. It's a very festive can. The can looks very Christmassy. Yeah. It's red and green and it's got the like silver like fireworks looking behind, but mm-hmm. it kind of looks like it'd be snow or frost. I think it's a pretty cool looking can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not a monster can. Uh, but I've spent most of my week uh, re redoing, re I don't know, fixing up, cleaning Getting things ready in our old studio, uh, which it's we actually have not a been studio. Using I'm proud of. I'm like <laughs> we no longer have to say a sound booth. <laughs> we've been. Uh, it's been, I guess, six or seven months. We've been going out of the sound booth in my church um, because the last time we were in our studio, Mo possibly exposed me to COVID. <laughs> Did we, you get it? Because we face each other. No, and you didn't exactly. either. Exactly. Yeah. So. But 
that 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 sent the the worry chill down my spine, and so we stayed in the sound booth where we would both face one direction and not each other most of the time, and thus not worry about spittle traveling. Yeah. And then the second. But now we can spit all over each other. Who cares? Well, the second that we get up here, I tell him, <laughs> oh, by the way, our mutual friend just tested positive, and I was with them last weekend. You would have figured something out, buddy. Oh, yeah. I definitely, <laughs> I keep saying this over and over, but I am, like, the more people that end up testing positive that I have been around that I could have caught it from and I haven't yet, this is, like, the fifth person <laughs> that I've had direct contact with on a regular basis, tested positive, and I have no symptoms or signs, feeling completely fine. So I'm pretty sure that Chris and I had it when we were on our cruise. Mm. It just keeps solidifying for me that, yep, that's what that, <laughs> like, I thought that I just had severe motion sickness the whole time. And apparently I had COVID. Apparently you had COVID. Uh, one of the reasons we have been fixing up our, our old studio is uh, because, well, we've got some new equipment. Uh, Love Thy Nerd has been kind enough to to bless us with some updated microphones, and we've got some more stuff coming soon. whole bunch of cables, all kinds of goodies. Um, we've got a nice soundboard coming up soon. We are, we're hoping to stream live uh, on Twitch our special December-only afternoon show, uh, Friday afternoon show, which we'll likely record earlier in the week. I don't know when, but that's when it'll air on the radio station. Um, we're hoping to stream that on Twitch. However, looking into the best way to do that, we're not sure we're going to have the equipment necessary for the Twitch stream specifically. We might have to just relegate it to like live streaming on YouTube, which requires a little less equipment. But uh, either way, we're planning on live streaming as we record uh, our special afternoon shows. We'll, we'll have more information as we get closer to that time. Um, we should have four of them, including culminating in a Christmas episode on Christmas Day, which will be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but during that time, we're going to have some, some fun challenges as well that will be extra, extra fun if you're watching live, including the One Chip Challenge. And then another one that I'm keeping secret from Mo. That's okay, because I've got a secret one, too. <laughs> oh, so. and Mo's got a secret challenge as well. So it's going to be really fun. We hope you make plans to join us. Uh, it might be, I don't know, I am just haven't talked with Mo about this yet. I was thinking maybe Tuesday evenings. Are Tuesday evenings free for you? Typically? Uh, typically, yes. And typically, it wouldn't be a very yes. long time. It would be only about an hour, hour but and a half. But here's the thing, Matt. Hmm. I mean, starting on the 18th, I mean, that's only the 18th and then the 25th, obviously. But, you know, school will be out. And I really don't mind doing it on Fridays then. Well, the issue with that is we can't live stream the audio. Oh, yeah, I need to have right. time to get the audio ready for the radio. <laughs> so I think maybe we'll, we'll record on Tuesdays. In December, because I know I have that free every every Tuesday evening, and uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Chris and I will just have to switch up our. We take turns doing the running of our children. Ah, uh, 
would he be willing to do that for yeah. two extra weeks? Yeah, he'll do that. Because we'll only do it, yeah. So we'll do the 1st, 8th, 15th, and 22nd. Yeah. Will you be here Christmas week? Mm-hmm. All right, We cool. ain't going nowhere. All right. Well, it's going to be fun, guys. Man, this ultra watermelon monster is delicious. <laughs> so is my black coffee. Uh, boring. <laughs> it's actually not boring because it's the Starbucks maple pecan blend. Ooh. Yeah. So it's very yummy. Okay, okay, okay. I forgot I bought like seven bags of them back in <laughs> September. And I ran out of regular Folgers coffee the other morning and was all upset and going through my cabinets. I'm like, where is my coffee? And it was like Christmas. Why did you buy seven bags back in September? Because they're my favorite. The maple pecan Starbucks. I'm not a Starbucks fan. You right. know that. But the maple pecan blend... It's perfect. It's like fall and and Thanksgiving and Christmas and in coffee form. It's amazing. So you bought it and then you just stuffed it in the back of your thing and forgot about it? Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. All right. Well, let's take a break there. When we come back, divorces are down. But first, a new back row binge watch. Stick around. What's your name? My name is Shirley Bennett. Shirley, you get an A. If you can tell me why you were here at Greendale. To get a degree in business so I can sell my baked goods and whatnot on the internet. Why are you here? To get a degree in business so I can sell my baked goods and whatnot on the internet. Why are you here? Because I wasted 15 years of my life on a man who left me with nothing but stretch marks and now it's time to get what's mine. Day seized. In episode three of season one of Community, we see Shirley Bennett sitting in a classroom led by a teacher who is determined to have his students seize the day, which frankly is no way to teach accounting. Nevertheless, his tactics do seem to work, at least on some. Shirley Bennett is asked why she is at Greendale, and two times she responds with a quaint, rehearsed answer. But finally, when asked the third time, truly, forcefully, why are you here? She lets it all come out. She lets her heart bleed openly in front of everyone. And how she responds showcases the pain inside of her heart, the longing for something more that that pain has given her and her not exactly knowing how to go about it. In fact, her journey throughout this entire show is a roller coaster, but one that mirrors a lot of Christians' lives. And in fact, Shirley Bennett is a Christian character in the show, and one that, while not done perfectly, is one I think done more accurately than most. You see, Shirley entered Greendale essentially at her rock bottom, when her life has fallen apart, and now she's having to build back up again, and she is struggling to find direction. A lot of people enter the doors of a church for the same reason. And you know what? Some of those people have been coming to your church for a long, long time. We get in a habit of asking our fellow churchgoers how they're doing. How are you? And their response is always the same. Fine. But if you truly care about them, you'll keep asking until you get a genuine answer. That's not a very nice way to treat your friends. No, no, no. Hear me out. When you keep asking how they're doing and they keep responding fine, and yet you still ask again, no, really, how are you doing? It's helping them to let their guard down, realizing that you truly do care and that you really are a safe person to talk to. Ecclesiastes 4.12 reminds us that if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him, and a cord of three strands is not easily broken. 
What this saying is that we need each other, no matter what we're facing. Together, we're stronger. God made us that way. God made us to need each other. And to start with that, we have to start being genuine with each other about our struggles, our fears, our pains, when we're hitting rock bottom, all of it. And that's where true friendships start to grow as well. Everything gets better together. So go out and ask enough to where they know you really care and you'll truly seize the day. Wowee! <laughs> Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. If you're listening on Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, remember that all our shows air first on LTN Radio during the actual morning hours, and we would love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. You can also enable LTN Radio Skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa, play Back Row Radio. Before we do anything Wait, else... hold on. Whoa. Have I said that this entire time? Why? It says play Back Row Radio. Oh, wow. Holy cow. You really might have been saying I'm that this I'm pretty sure time. I have been. Wow. Don't say Back Row Radio. That doesn't work anymore. Wow, Matthew. Alexa, play Love Thy Nerd. Holy cow. I feel so ashamed. I'm going to check. Yeah, it says it in every one of our show preps. Wow. So disappointed. Goodness. That was just like, it was like muscle memory. Yeah. And so I didn't even notice until now. I'm surprised so that you noticed. all last week. I am also surprised that all of our <laughs> Love Thy Nerd people haven't noticed and haven't said, hey, Matt, by the way. Right. I know for a fact Bubba listened to at least one of our shows last week and he didn't notice. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But you know what? I also caught um, Hector Mira saying um, at the end of the new Faith and Fandom 180s bits that he's been doing for the station that you can hear uh, the new episodes of Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday on Back Row Radio Morning Show. I'm like, who? Hey. Um, we need to change that. You've said that for the last five of these and I just caught it. <laughs> yeah. So to oh, anyone dang. who's been listening <laughs> across the Love Thy Nerd Spectrum. Yes. <laughs> and you have heard Back Row Radio. Just remember, we are, in fact, creatures of habit. I also confuse a lot of other people. Let me get just a quick story here before you we get into your five, five random facts. Five random facts. <laughs> so we started a new page for LTN Radio on Facebook. Yeah. Because we knew we were doing this several, several months in advance of October when we launched. And so I needed to sit on the username. Uh, and so, so no started one the new page. Yes, yeah, so no one would take it by accident. And uh, we got that situated and whatever. Thinking that, you know, Facebook does allow you to merge Facebook pages. And so right. we had the Back Row Radio page, which had, you know, I think a little over a thousand likes on it. It wasn't super big, but it was a, you know, a good start for a, for a, for a page at all. And, uh, so when the time came that we launched, launched the new page, I tried to merge it. And Facebook's like, you can't merge these two pages because they have different names. I'm like, but they're the same they're the same company. That's the whole point. They're the same company. And the so, same person created the both same pages, created. right? So, yeah. so I'm like, okay, fine. I'll change it. 
and I'll give it the same name because apparently it has to have the same name. So I changed it, tried to change it to LTN Radio, just like it was written on the other thing. So you can't change this page to that name because you already have a page with that name. Oh, wow. Like, what the heck am I? <laughs> Under what circumstances? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, fine. So I changed it to LTN Radio with a space between L, T, and N. So L space, T space, N, radio. I'm like, that's close enough, right? So I go and do the merge thing, and it lets me go through the whole process. And I wait two days, rejected. I'm like, mm, why? So I try again. I try like four different ways, and it never happens. So I'm like, well, fine, forget it. And I change the name of that page back to Back Row Radio. Well, people who like a page get notified when right. a name changes. Yeah. And so people saw LTN Radio changed its name to Back Row Radio, and people started messaging me, what happened? Did you have a falling out? Something bad has happened, hasn't it? No. We just got this thing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. We're still here. We're still good. Don't worry. So wow. uh, I'm, I've sent out several posts on that page saying, hey, if you have not yet liked. But, you know, it's a business page. And business page posts do not get... Uh, yeah. Put in the timeline much anymore. So sadly, sadly, it's not going to yeah. do much good at all. But if you're listening <laughs> now, then now you have an explanation and now, you know, yes. <laughs> and now you know what to do. And yeah, I, that, that I will one is say, set for deletion. it'll be deleted here soon. <laughs> listen, I feel like this was something I did think about this and we are going like through a serious rabbit hole right now. <laughs> I did think about this. Um, and I, did feel like it was something that needed to be said, but then I dropped it, let it go, and I was like, meh, it's no big deal. It doesn't need to be said now. But now that you brought it up, I'm okay. going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, for all the people that were like, oh, you had a falling out. Oh, my gosh, what happened? Something terrible, awful happened. Okay, so that was my first initial thought. Like, what happens if we have a falling out with LTN? Like, mm. Then are we like just up the creek without a paddle? My moment of comfort and solace came with realizing that, you know, you and Bubba have been friends since you were children. And mm -hmm. if you haven't had a falling out at this point, then you're probably not going to have a falling out. Yeah. Chances are very, very good that things are just going to go fine. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just all take. I don't feel like enough people realize that you guys have been childhood friends. Yeah. Since since uh, seventh grade. So that's the thing. I, it's not like just this new, hey, we made these people, we made friends with these people who are also doing kind of the same thing that we're doing just mm -hmm. on a different. No, no, no. Yeah. We're, I don't know these connected. people still, um, <laughs> you know, that's okay. <clears throat> Matt does. <laughs> and, and look, the, you know, to be honest, this, this is a, a kind of a, a gamble that they're taking. Uh, they, they've invested in us for sure. You can see that just by sending us new equipment, which ain't cheap. Um, and uh, it's it's something that they'd never considered doing. Um, but when we brought it up, they're like, but why not? Right. You know, that kind of thing. And, you know, it is it is a bit of a gamble. I, we're all very enthused by the numbers that we've seen so far. Uh, just in that first month, the October 3rd through um, the end of October, just that first month, our listenership tripled. From the month previous when we were back row radio, the last month of back row radio, we had uh, triple the amount that next month, that first month of LTN radio. So everybody's pretty excited about it. And so far, it's going great. But 
after a year passes, next October rolls around, that's when we're like, okay, let's decide. How do we think it's been going? Should we keep this going? So there is a possibility that in a year's time, they'll be like, well, we tried it. It wasn't really what we were looking for. Let's go another avenue. And uh, if that happens, I think the radio station will be over at that point. Oh, my gosh. You just, like, burst a huge bubble over my head. But. Wow. But. (sighs) We won't be done. Okay. Because they're very happy with us as personalities, with John that we brought on over here as a personality as well, with the Two Words podcast. They like us as hosts, for sure. And so, worst comes to worst, and the radio station doesn't work out, we're still going to have a show. What do you know? I It'll feel just like, be a part okay, of the podcast now my network. bubble is like <laughs> reinflated. Okay. And the better news would be, it would probably only be once a week <laughs> instead of so many days. I like being listened to. <laughs> <laughs> I like forcing everybody I know to turn. No, I'm kidding. Exactly. Oh, no. oh. What? Am I oh. not kidding? What? what? No. What? Listen, okay. <laughs> Mo exploded with emotion. I did. I did. Only because I've had this. Oh, see? I should have told this last hour when you asked me how my week was going, but the governor ruined my whole week, and so I was in a bad mood, but then now you just reminded me how great Monday and Tuesday were. Go for it. (laughs) Um, So Monday, my lunch, my third grade lunch crew was like, they're talking about YouTube, talking about YouTube followers, talking about all these people that they watch on YouTube. What did I do? Talking about how you got... I I didn't talk about anything. <laughs> I simply turned on the Elmo, which is the projector. I turned on the Elmo, stuck my phone underneath it, turned on the Bean Boozled challenge that we did <laughs> on YouTube a few years ago, and then watched as all of their eyes like lit up and they look at the look at the screen and then look at me and then look at the screen. Is that you? Yeah, that's me. You're on YouTube? <laughs> I am on YouTube. What's your What's your channel name? Oh my gosh, I've got to follow you. I've got to follow. And then, of course, the next question, I get one little boy. Hold up, hold up. Is that your brother? Is that your friend? Or is that your husband? <laughs> That's my friend. Okay, okay. Because I couldn't understand why you were being so mean to your husband. <laughs> So anyway, we are now slightly famous with a third grade group of kids. Sweet. (laughs) My dream has been realized. Hey, (laughs) I felt good for all of 30 minutes during lunch watching all of their faces. Uh, All right. Are you ready for facts? Let's do it. Five facts. Good grief. All right. So we have five facts about fast food. Ooh. All right. McDonald's is the world's largest toy distributor. And since including more books in their Happy Meals, they have also sold more books than are housed in the Library of Congress. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cinnabon bakes empty cookie sheets to entice customers. That's right. The next time you're walking through your mall and smell the familiar goodness of Cinnabon heaven, chances are it's just an empty cooking sheet reheating leftover Cinnabon. Cinnamon sugar. Mm. Mm-hmm. Smart though. It is smart. That's the same. That's the same uh, mental trick as uh, 
like when you're showing a house off for sale. Oh, yeah, and you, and you bake, bake cookies. cookies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, in 2011, this is my favorite fact. In 2011, Taco Bell was sued by a law firm in Alabama for falsely calling their filling meat when, a- when in actuality it contains more oats, seasoning, and fillers than actual meat. Yeah, but you know what? It's still disgusting. It's darn tasty. <laughs> Papa John's took a stand against animal cruelty and stopped sourcing from farms that enhance gestation and use gestation crates. Since doing so, McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's also joined in the stand. Mm. Mm-hmm. And lastly, for the fluffiest omelet ever, IHOP uses pancake batter in their eggs. Unfortunately, anyone avoiding gluten must also avoid egg-based dishes. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's yep. messed up. Yeah. Um, speaking of, and I wanted to bring this up too, uh, last hour during our national fast food discussion oh. where we were ranking the, the restaurants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're all like kind of bottom rungish would be the McDonald's area. And I'm like, am I the only one? I remember, because we were talking about comparison to Wendy's. Yeah. Wendy's has the fresh, not frozen beef. Right. And they do it all right. I enjoy their burgers. It's it's good. McDonald's tried to switch over to that just for the quarter pounders. Like they're big, they're big patties. They're like they're fresh now, right? Never frozen. I hate them. the The quarter pounder used to be my favorite thing at McDonald's until they switched it to the fresh, never frozen beef. And now I find it too greasy, less flavorful. I don't know what they're doing to it. But I hate it. I hated it when they first switched it over. And then I didn't eat it for like six months. And then recently they're doing that like two for five dollar deal or whatever again. I'm like, I'm going to give it another try. Maybe it was just the fact that it was too close to when I had eaten the the other version. Right. You know, and my taste buds just weren't ready for it. Gave it another try. Still disgusting. Took two bites and I can't do it. I can't eat this thing. Am I the only one? Guys, people out there, am I the only one that preferred the frozen quarter pounders? I'm, we're going to have to find out from other people. Here's my thing with burgers, and I am so in the minority. I know that. Okay. I prefer a thin, very thin patty. I don't like a thick, juicy burger patty, which is why I like Wendy's, which is why I like even the double cheeseburger at McDonald's because they still use the two the, thin patties, the two thin patties as a, so growing up in North Carolina, there was this thing at like mom and pop restaurants. You remember pop's place? Yeah. Pop's place used to do this also, but it's just like almost like a sheet of paper thin mm. hamburger patty, super thin, but everything that you put on the burger makes the burger. Yeah. So, that, that reminds me of like, um, Steak and Shake. That's yes, how they did theirs. Yes. The really thin mm-hmm. patties. Yeah. That is what I like. So yeah. I, enjoy, I, I think I like that more than a thick patty. I don't think I I've agree. ever had a Big Mac or a quarter pounder or anything because it's just not Oh, Big Mac uses the thin patties too. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I think they're slightly bigger than the hamburger patties, but then I could be wrong. I think they might be the exact same hamburger patties from the double cheeseburger and stuff. Hmm. Interesting. I know they're not the thick, the thick boys. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <All> anyway. <right. laughs> 
minutes? We're running several minutes behind several. in this segment. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before we get to our main topic, we want to remind you, remind mind you, we want to mind, mind you, you. <laughs> that the Back Row Morning Show is just one of several podcasts in the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. Uh, we are the Diet Nerd Show. Uh, we don't usually go full nerd. Last week was probably the fullest nerd we ever went in an entire yeah, week. Yeah, because we all saw three how topics. awful that went. <laughs> <laughs> we did great. I like those shows. I'm glad you did. Uh, but the rest of the shows in the Love That Nerd Network do uh, go full nerd. And today we want to give you a little taste of our Friday morning show, Church Nerds. Take a listen to what goes on over there. I was listening to the radio and I heard I learned a new thing, Fizney. So I just to be clear, Anna was listening to the radio in the car. She yeah, wasn't listening I, to what I no. told you last week was the only radio we listened to. Um, so if that kind of tells you how our car. life is, yeah. we have an old car that has actual radio and not like satellite thingies. If only there was a device that could travel with you. But I don't have a cord for that to plug it into the car. Which is your fault. So wow. Anyway, I was just like scrolling through radio stations, and I hear it's like one of those shows where one person calls in and says, "Oh, I was dating somebody, or I went on a date with somebody, and then they never called me back, and I really want to know why." Yeah. And I'm really mature, so I went ahead and tuned in. Absolutely, long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) Got it. And this person was apparently there. They met on a Disney. Uh, like in a group somehow of Disney fans and his he took her to the Disney store and he sang her a Mary Poppins song and he bought her something at the Disney store and then she never called him back and he was like what I need to know why and uh, so they call this girl and she it takes a while to let them know why because she was like well it's just not the Disney way to like make people unhappy. Um, and they're like, what does that even mean? And she was like, well, okay. If you really need to know, it's because he's a Fizney. And they're like, he's a what? Yeah. And she says, a Fizney, like a fake Disney fan. And they're like, what? Not like so, so much a Disney fan that he's like fizzing with how much of a Disney fan <laughs> no, he is. No, effervescent Disney fan. No. Yeah, got it. It was like, he's not legit as a fan. And they're like, how can you decide if someone is legit or not? And she was like, well, I got pixie dusted at Disneyland. You did what? And now? I was telling him about that. <laughs> and he didn't even know what being pixie dusted was. And Cricket, cricket. Me and all of the other hosts are all like, and everybody else listening. Huh? And she's like, and any, all of our listeners any just actual here. Disney fan knows that being pixie dusted is when you get free stuff from Disney when you go. That's being pixie dusted, like you know, like Tinkerbell is just sprinkling goodness on you. Okay, I'm um, so that was strike number one. He didn't know pixie dusting was. Strike number two, I guess he didn't get all the words right to spoonful of sugar, and that was a deal breaker. Yeah. Third strike, uh, the Lilo doll that he bought her was just a generic Lilo doll. It wasn't even a special edition. (laughs) Those things are expensive (laughs) on a first date. And it was hard, like, oh my goodness. 
I was trying not to judge her because I know people take their fandoms really seriously, but they're reached this point. They're like, don't you think that maybe you might be writing off something that could have been a good thing for maybe some reasons that are, you know, and she was like, Hey, don't come at me. You came to me and they're like, that doesn't seem very Disney like. (laughs) And she's like, you came at me and you wanted to know. That's fair. Um, Oh, oh, here was the, here's the other thing. This is the other uh, deal breaker was he thinks that the Marvel characters are Disney characters. Yeah. Uh, Gamora (laughs) is my favorite Disney princess. Doesn't Marvel... Doesn't Disney own Marvel? And she's like, those characters are acquired. <laughs> and I was just laughing so You're hard. adopted. You can catch new episodes of Church Nerds on Fridays at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. And you can subscribe to the Church Nerds podcast pretty much everywhere. So what's the phrase that we always hear? 50% of marriages... End in divorce. Exactly. But is that true? Hmm. Uh, Turns out, no. Not quite. Um, So the actual... Even the actual statistic, but we're going to get into why this statistic is also kind of garbage later on. But the actual statistic uh, is kind of a... A hodgepodge. It's a it's a a mixture of information. So in reality, when we compare marriages and divorces in a single year, first marriages only about forty two percent in a divorce. Second marriages then jump up to sixty percent. Third marriages seventy three percent. And so that fifty percent number is kind of a mixture of all three. Maybe leaning a little bit towards. Uh, the first the first marriages thing but it tends to be that first marriages last longer um but if you divorce once and get remarried you're more likely to get divorced again uh average age of divorce is usually around 30 uh and once you get divorced the average amount of time before you get married again is is 3 Three years before you get married again. And apparently there are 100 divorces an hour. So those are sad statistics. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, in in actuality, even that system is flawed because the people getting married in one year, most of them are not the same people getting divorced in one year. So when you compare marriages, marriages in you know, 2018 to divorces in 2018 and say, well, this many got married and this many got divorced and that's 50%. That's not an accurate statistic. Right. Uh, so the better way to actually judge this is by going through uh, over the years, like measuring the actual people that got married in one year and see how long they lasted. And uh, let's see. It's actually hard to measure divorce rates that way. But... In 20, let's say 2006, the marriage rate was 6.9 out of 1,000 people. That's how many people got married. And the divorce rate was 3.2 out of 1,000 people. And so you get, you divide uh, 3.2 by 6.9, you get 46.3 of marriages ending in divorce, which mm-hmm. is nearly 50%. Right. But that's not the way we are supposed to go about it if we want accurate data. Uh, let's see here. 
if you want to count how many marriages held up in the past few decades, you need to count them by uh, how many of them made it to their 15th anniversary. And this is a good statistic here. Measured that way, approximately 65% of marriages that began in the 1970s or 1980s and reached their 15th anniversary, according to that data. So only about 35% of those got divorced. And 15 years is nothing to sneeze at. That's a long time uh, to be married. Uh, You know, supposed to be the rest of your life. But (laughs) I'd say most divorces tend to happen way before 15 years together. Uh, And so... That's actually nearly two-thirds of marriages that stay together and last a good long time. Uh, Based on that same data, about 70% of marriages from the 1990s reached 15 years for a divorce rate of about 30%. And through around 2014, uh, which is when the data set from this particular uh, set of of statistics ended, the divorce rate for people who married in the 2000s was only 15% which is much, much better Yeah, than 50%. Um, but because we've had that 50% statistic for such a long time, uh, we've had that statistic all the way back. It's hard to say statistics so many times. <laughs> it goes all the way back to the 1970s. And so in the 1970s, when people were first hearing that, they thought marriage was doomed. Yeah, They thought it would be you know, a decade or more, and then people would just stop getting married because divorces were happening so much Um, but it turns out people are getting smarter about how they approach marriage and we are going to talk a little bit more about that uh, in the next segment specifically that 2019 has showed an all time low in divorces and that the pandemic might actually lower it even more We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll dive deeper into what the stats are telling us. But first, five not cool things. Stick around. What's up, everybody? It's Station Manager Matt, and this is Five Not Cool Things. Number 31 unskippable things on DVDs. I don't need to know that this movie was made by Paramount. I don't buy DVDs based on the production company. Nor do I need to read privacy information and commentary disclaimers in English, Spanish, and French. Number 32. When the printer is running out of ink and every third line is non-existent. Number 33. People who never take the protective plastic sticker things off of their electronics. You are the modern day equivalent of moms who wrap their couches in plastic. Number 34, spam emails that call me offensive names such as, Hey Fanny, would you like to talk to hot local singles in your area? Also, don't local and in your area mean the same thing? And number 35, when three women with shopping carts all meet up and chat for an hour blocking the middle of the aisle, forcing me to have to walk all the way around the next aisle and back up the other side in order to get my single can of peas. That was five not cool things. Do you know what is cool? Loving your neighbor as yourself. In fact, that's something that's severely lacking right now, as we all seem to be at each other's throats for one reason or another. Jesus gave us two commands. Love God, love others. And in fact, he said to love your enemies. 
So if you have to love your enemies, I'm pretty sure you can manage loving somebody who disagrees with you politically. Give it a shot. back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo, and we hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio when we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. Stay up to date with our shows and enjoy the amazing mix of music we have playing all throughout. Uh, Mo wanted to make it clear that she just made a good nerdy joke. <laughs> you're about to call me out. <laughs> I've got some. I, I belong know, in, here, okay? In, <laughs> some intestinal issues going on. My body is making involuntarily involuntary grumble noises, and Mo automatically made a sharing a staring a studio with a Wookie in here joke. And so, see, see, gotta give her some credit. There are few and far yeah. between, but I do have some <laughs> nerd tendencies. I guess I don't know, but I still stand by the fact that Tony LaForge was wearing glasses. No, no. <laughs> Oh, we talked about this <laughs> off air, but I'm going to share it here too. Oh, since yeah, she brought yeah, it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we had that argument last So you built me up just Tuesday to, <laughs> to knock you down. Uh, last Tuesday, Mo brought up she she doesn't like the Star Trek universe because she doesn't want to have to wear glasses like Jordan the Forge wears. <laughs> and so we had that whole argument about those are not glasses. Yes, they are. There's nobody else that wears glasses. Those are the only kind of glasses that I've ever seen. They have to be glasses. Uh, anyway. So I was watching. I was watching uh, Bubba uh, from Church Nerds and from Free Play, play uh, stream live stream. I think he was playing Destiny Two or something. And so I hopped on and I'm watching. And he gets to a loading screen. He's all, Matt. Hey, while I have you here, I was listening to the show this morning. I just want to thank you for standing up for Jordy LaForge because those are not glasses, and I don't know what's wrong with Mo. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. It's good. It's fun. Hey, they like us here. Whatever. I listen to our show. Hey, we're going to play a quick round of Who Said It. Uh, this time, I've got quotes from Arnold Schwarzenegger in one of his films or Rainier Wolfcastle from The Simpsons, who is the parody of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. 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 Uh, I'm going to read the quote and I'm going to actually try and do it in, in my best. Uh, Rainier Wolfcastle voice. Great. Uh, <laughs> and Mo's going to guess which is which. Play along at home. Uh, this one is timed. We have 20 quotes in five, four minutes. Four minutes. Oh, goodness gracious. I really don't think I'm going to do good on this one. Yeah, this all. one This one might be the hardest one. I don't think I've seen enough episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah, maybe. Because, you know, Rainier, most of these are from the earlier seasons. And those have been the ones you'd seen, right? Like that first nine. No, area. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. <laughs> but when you became it an adult, that's devil. one of the things you watch. <laughs> All right. Sure. Here we go. Uh, 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 make sure I got the right keys here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's going to take a little while for me to hit the prime voice, by the way. So just give me, give me some time here. All right. Let off some steam. Arnold. Correct. Commando. Mendoza! Rainier. Correct. 
Go, pennies. Help the puny children who need you. Oh, Rainier. Good job. I'll be back. Arnold. I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. Rainier. Correct. No, wait. No, that one's wrong. That was Schwarzenegger from Twins. Aw. Laughing time is over. Oh, Arnold. Nope. (laughs) You're fired. Arnold. Yep. Remember when I promised I'd kill you last? I lied. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, man. Arnold. Correct. Commando. I'm the potty pooper. (laughs) What is it? Arnold. Correct. Kindergarten cop. Stick around. Arnold? Correct. Predator. Buy book. Oh, um... (laughs) Rainier. Good job. Meeting adjourned. <sighs> Good grief. <laughs> Arnold. Nope, McBain. Uh, don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. <sighs> Arnold. Good job, Commando. My eyes, the goggles do nothing. S- Arnold. No. It's from the Radioactive Man movie in The Simpsons. Okay. Get down! Arnold. Yes. Kindergarten cop. It's basically every movie he's made. He says that at some point. Ice to see you. Uh, Rainier. Good job. I thought that one might trick you, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Knock, knock. Seriously? (laughs) Uh, Arnold. Good job. He had to split. Uh, Rainier. Nope, that's from um, the running man. Up and at them. Arnold. <laughs> no. And, hey, you want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Rainier. No. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All How right. many did I get right? You actually got 13 out of 20 right, which okay. is not bad at all. Uh, so the ones you got wrong, uh, I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. That was from Twins after he knocks a guy off his motorcycle. Another person asked, Why, what'd you do to him? Uh, laughing Time mm, is Over. I do remember that scene now. <laughs> <laughs> laughing Time is Over was Wolf Castle uh, laughing in a car with Bart and Greta. Uh, Greta is his daughter. And so Bart was kind of kind of dating Greta for a little while. Okay. And so they were laughing telling a joke and then all of a sudden he goes laughing time is over okay <laughs> which is fun uh meeting adjourned that was from a mcbain movie with rainier uh breaks through breaks through from under the table and kills everyone uh my eyes the goggles do nothing so this was a radioactive man movie uh where they had one shot to do this scene and they had to use real acid, which was like this giant wave of real acid that was coming through. And so they only had one chance. It was real acid. Everyone wear their goggles. Even Rainier, who's in the scene, puts goggles on. And then he's floating down in this acid. And he yells, ow, my eyes. The goggles do nothing. Okay. Pretty funny. Uh, he had to split with Schwarzenegger from The Running Man. Someone asked where Buzzsaw was after he was sawed in half. Uh <laughs> 
I wow. don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> uh, up and at them was Rainier Wolf Castle, also from the Radioactive Man movie episode, where he was trying to say Radioactive Man's actual phrase, up and at him. And so he was working with a coach, a vocal coach, going up and at him, up and at them, up and at him, up and at them. <laughs> Better. Uh, <laughs> and lastly, you want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. That's from Last Action Hero. So still a comedy, but an action movie uh, where Schwarzenegger kicks an officer in the groin in order to get by him. <laughs> okay, then. Have you seen Last Action Hero? No. Oh, that's the movie you need to see. That's a fantastic Schwarzenegger movie because it lampoons the whole uh, action movie genre. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fantastic. And in this fictional movie universe that this boy like gets pulled into, Sylvester Stallone was the Terminator because they go into like a movie rental place and they see a big slice that alone as as a Terminator poster. That's really cool. Is it bad that whenever I think back to movies, I always, always, always get Arnold and Sylvester mixed up in my head like they. It might be bad that you always get them mixed up, but. Sometimes get who's in Jingle up. All the Way? It's Arnold. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. that's a good movie. Ooh, it's almost Jingle All the Way time too, man. At least it is that. Jingle All the Way time. <laughs> we excited. nope. Our Christmas trees are up. Yeah, they're lit. See, you can do whatever you I, want for Christmas this year. See, I love Elf, but I think Jingle All the Way might be my favorite. Christmas comedy. It does not surprise me. It's great. That is Chris's favorite Christmas that one, movie. So. Is it? Yes. <laughs> I love Arnold in it. I love Sinbad in it. Yeah. That was a real bomb. It's a sick world we're living in. Sick people. We watched that at least five times. <laughs> yeah. During the Christmas Dang, season. I want to watch it today. I well, watch it today. Go for it. <laughs> for it. All right. Well, we were talking about um, the divorce rate in America and how it's actually going down mm-hmm. and how the pandemic might be helping it even more. Uh, and, and Mo, between the break, was already kind of a party pooper with uh, what, what we're expecting. Potty um, pooper koopa. <laughs> I am the potty pooper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My bad. My Arnold's not that bad, right? I got a pretty good Arnold. Every now and then. Depends on the phrase. Sure. I have to tell you, though, the more that I said Arnold, the more I started thinking about, hey, Arnold, instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And hey, Arnold! Move it, football head. They are very two separate Arnolds, so I... Hey there, short man. I feel like that's why I ended up failing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> we got an article here from Discern uh, that says the U.S. divorce rate has hit a 50-year low in 2019, according to recent census data. Wendy Wang, director of research for the Institute for Family Studies, says the data derived from the Census Bureau's uh, American Community Survey is great news for American families and children. Wang said it means that their marriages will likely be more stable. And their children will be more likely to grow up with two married parents, which provides the best chance for success later in life. Data showed that 14.9 marriages per 1,000 ended in divorce in 2019, which is the lowest rate in the U.S. since 1970. Interesting. Yeah, which is really good. Uh, Wang believes the drop in the divorce rate will likely continue. According to new data from the American Family Survey... 
58% of married Americans say the pandemic has made them appreciate their spouse more and half agree that their commitment to marriage has deepened. Okay. Now, a point that you did bring up, and it's also brought up in this article, is that it's also possible the divorce rate will be lower this year just because it's difficult to get out and find, you know, like open county offices or Mm -hmm. anything like that to file divorce. But uh, again, with this survey, the American Family Survey, this pandemic really is getting giving people a chance to work through their problems instead of find an easy solution because they're stuck at home together. Which I think is, uh, number one, beautiful. (laughs) But number two, (laughs) exactly the way this is supposed to work. (laughs) Do you find it surprising? um, You know, there's a part of me that does find it slightly surprising. Um, Of course, that very first initial thought was, well, duh, of course they're going to be lower because people can't easily make it to the courthouse or, yeah you know um which that's not a bad thing either either you know let's make the divorce process a little more difficult mm-hmm. so that people have to actually consider that wookie keeps no, coming and going just verbaling <laughs> over here i don't understand <laughs> anyway so that people actually have to process you know is this something that i truly want to do is yeah. this worth the effort that I'm going to have to put into it? Or is trying to work out my marriage worth the effort? You know, there are absolutely c- cases where divorce is necessary. It yeah. needs to happen sure. 100%. But I think because it's an easy out and it is easy, you know, that that's why we tend to see higher numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt that there are several situations where divorce is warranted. Even the Bible lays that out, mm-hmm. that there are several situations. But the majority of divorces tend to come down to arguments right. over money, over, you know, it's mostly money. Uh, but anyway, it's typically over just disagreements and not being able to see eye to eye, things that can be worked out given time and willingness um, and just won't be because yeah. nobody wants to back down from their side or nobody wants to rein themselves in. Money, I guess, would more be typically one or the other tends to spend without thinking mm-hmm. and the other's trying to keep the house in a budget. Uh, and those are things that those are growing pains that marriages are going to have. You're now living uh, your life connected with another person. You are now one. Mm-hmm. And... It's kind of like your right hand doesn't know what your left hand's doing, and you got to try and get into some sort of sync. And a lot of people just aren't willing to make those kind of concessions, which is unfortunate. But it's good that it's less. It's lessening up, which I think is also attributed a little bit to the fact that people are making wiser choices before they get married. Mm -hmm. They're, They're taking the time to actually date the person for a longer period of time before just diving in and let's get married. Right. Um, Or even intentionally dating a person, not necessarily for a longer period of time. You can date the person for a short period of time, but you're intentionally dating that person. And so you're asking the hard questions. Right. You're you're dating with the intention of getting married. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? As opposed to dating multiple people and just be like, when I find the one, I'll find the one. Right. Um, Yeah. So like how long long did you and Chris date before y'all got married? 
uh, however long it is between February and July. Right. It was really quick. February, March, April, May, June, six months. It was really quick. Yes. Uh, But I don't believe quicker than typical. Yeah. I think six months tends to be, six months to a year tends to be the genuine, uh, genuine, tends to be the, the typical time frame before someone who's, you know, an adult, I guess, uh, older than high school age, tends to date someone intentionally before they get married, mm-hmm. which can be a good thing, can be a bad thing. Six months isn't usually typically enough, in my opinion, at least uh, from what I've seen, for you to really fully know a person. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you wouldn't disagree with that. No, not uh, at all. <clears throat> Daedra and I, because we were, we met so young, we had five years that we had to date before right. we could get married. Right. And we worked through a lot of our garbage <laughs> long before we even got married as if we were a married couple. Because pretty much by that second year we were dating, we were like, okay, we're going to get married. Yeah. Uh, and we had family members tell us, no, you're not. You're dating. You're dating in junior high. You're dating in high school. You're not marrying this person. Right. I'm like, mm, watch us. <laughs> <laughs> Bet. Bet. <laughs> But but that gave us that gave us a, a bit of a foundation that uh, I think if we didn't have that going into that first couple of years of our marriage where some rocky things really mm-hmm. did happen, that we wouldn't have made it past that. That right. we would have become the statistic. We would have gotten divorced within the first five years of our marriage. And I think that or well the studies the trend seems to be that more and more people are starting to realize that. Mm-hmm. And so that also means less marriages are happening. Uh, and that is really why the divorce rate's going down. I don't think it's so much that it's showing that those who are married are getting smarter before they get divorced. I think it's showing that people are getting smarter before they even get married. They're realizing, ooh, I don't think I can put up with the rest of my life with this <laughs> long before they tie the knot and say I do, which in either case is good. It's it's smarter. I think it would be smarter to not get married uh, than to get married going into it thinking I'm probably going to divorce you in five years if things don't change. Because you can't really expect your, your spouse to change all that much. Will you shut up, stomach? <laughs> I really hope y'all can't hear it. We got new microphones that are supposed to be nice and nice and tight on the voice. And so you, you might, <laughs> might not be hearing it, but my gut is just yelling over here and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting irritated at my own body because there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> I mean, you could feed it. That's what it wants ultimately is food, but I've got, uh, at least 200 pounds of food on me. Just start eating that, please. <laughs> Anywho. Back to our topic, Back to the please. topic. Uh, <laughs> Mo's ready to just divorce this whole show. Uh, just walk you know. out. <laughs> but uh, there, the trend is good, in my opinion. But the reason... The reason why we're stuck in this situation, though, where where divorces got ramped up like uh, such a high number is the exact antith- antithesis to what we're seeing now. 
because of the pandemic. Mm. Back in the 70s, I think it was in the 70s when this happened, it came, you know, before national courts and state courts and whatever to make divorce easier. Because before that, divorce was like a really difficult process. You mm-hmm. had to you had to prove there was a legitimate cause for you to get divorced, and you had to go through this whole thing. Sometimes you even had to prove you went to counseling and tried to work it out beforehand. Right. And everyone was pushing, no, let's just make it easy. Let's just make it sign a paper and walk away. And back then, the you know the Christian community, the church community was like, no, let's not do that. Yeah. This is a slippery slope. Things are going to get worse. And instead, what happened was... Everything got pulled out. Well, what if it's a, an abusive marriage and you need to get divorced easier? I'm like, well, okay, yeah. What if it's, you know, the, the spouse is cheating on the other person? You can't be expected to say, okay, yeah, I guess that makes that makes sense. And they took, you know, the worst case scenarios, which uh, weren't as common as the typical reason mm-hmm. to get divorced, but they made it all about that. Right. And thus it became voted on, ratified, now Divorce is pretty simple everywhere. And uh, it's the same kind of slippery slope argument that's been made like about abortion, you know, uh, abortions with uh, rape or incest Mm -hmm. or things of that nature make up less than 3% of all abortions. Uh, 97% of them are for one or another convenience reason. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but all the argument is always about that. And we always bring up that 3%. And so even if we were to say, okay, well in that 3% of cases, let's make it, let's make it okay. And let's make it harder in the other 97%. Same thing with divorce. You know, we brought up, well, what if in those cases we can make it easy, but in the cases where it's just a fight over money or disagreements or, you know, things of that nature, we try and help them work it out. Yeah. And in the long run, it'll be better. But we we weren't able to, you know, convince anybody of that, which is par for the course. But <laughs> not to get too cynical, this situation that we're in with the pandemic, which is making divorces harder in general, because a hard to get to places where, you know, hard to get to county clerks because typically they're closed or they're only open for specific services or B, you're just locked down and quarantine with them for two solid weeks and you yeah. have to actually spend time together. You're forced to work yeah. things out. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's almost teaching us to be a little bit more mature in our marriages yeah. to be less selfish because we have to be to get through this time. And, uh, I think in that, in that guys in that specific area during this time, the pandemic has actually been a very good thing for that specific area of our lives. Sure. Um, even my wife and I, who, you know, we've been married 15 years go, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 15 years been together for 20. Uh, even we have found instances where like, cause we don't, we're not together a lot. Right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, we have offset schedules. I'm with the kids most of the day. She's with the kids most of the evenings. There's like two evenings and one afternoon where we're home together throughout yeah. the week. It's not a lot of time. Right. Uh, we got lunches every day, and that's about it. And so we don't spend a whole lot of time together. Well, uh, someone in her office came down with, with COVID and had 
been in the office when she had it with everybody. So they all had to start working from home and go get tested and wait it out. And because it was in the office, OSHA said, yeah, you got to go through this entire week first and make sure all of you come back negative. If you all come back negative, then you can come back next Monday. But if one of you comes back positive, you got to wait a whole nother two weeks. And the positive person has to wait a whole nother two weeks. So Deidre was working from home uh, for an entire week. And at first, it was like, whew, you're here a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. But we got, we got used to it really quickly. But it does, it does show me you know, how, how, used we get to our, how used to our routines we get mm-hmm. um, and how when those things are shaken up, uh, it gives you this opportunity for growth moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives you this, this, okay, well, we're together. We have to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we're going to get on each other, ner- other, each other's nerves, we need to figure out how to not to. <laughs> exactly. Well, and one of the biggest things that it, honestly, the part of the statistic that makes me the most sad is that people are, cho- more people are choosing not to get married than people are choosing divorce. That is probably what makes me the most sad because it just shows the selfish nature well, okay, of, true. of a person to me. Because people are realizing they're a little more selfish than they are. Yeah. yeah. In that regard, it's, you know what? It's my way and no other way. And if you can't handle that, then peace out. And yeah. that just, that to me makes me very sad because here's the thing. You may think that you are the best thing since sliced bread and you may think that you're never going to change and that the person that you are today is who you're going to be for the rest of the through the rest of your life but that's unrealistic. Yeah. We change daily. Literally daily. Our thoughts, the way that we process things, the way that we handle things, we are constantly changing. We are creatures of habit but without even realizing it and knowing it little things that we do are altered every single day. And so the person that your spouse fell in love with is definitely not going to be the same person that they remain married to for the rest of their lives and vice versa. You have to continually fall in love with that person over and over and over again. You have to continually compromise and realize, you know what? My husband's changing, but I'm changing too. And he's having to put up with the differences that I'm throwing out there just as much as I'm having to put up with the differences that he's throwing out. You know, Um, that is always my biggest piece of advice whenever somebody gets married and you have to fill out that little piece of advice that you would give to the newlyweds, you know, (laughs) the one that everybody's like, never go to bed angry. Well, that's a load of anyway, go to bed angry. Sometimes it's okay. Wake up and deal with it in the morning. But my biggest thing is always continue to fall in love with your spouse every day. They're going to change and you're going to have to find reasons to continually love them. I agree. Even after 15 years. <laughs> Do you want to know what piece of advice I always write on those oh, things? Oh, gosh. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I always write, fight naked. I was going to say. <laughs> I knew it had to be something naked. Because when you're arguing and you're both naked, eventually it's too funny to keep fighting about. You, you know, to- <laughs> I will say, especially during the early months of the pandemic, there were some times where Chris and I did use that tactic yeah. and it helped. <laughs> it, <does. laughs> it helped. 
Not necessarily in the regard that everybody's mind immediately went to, but just the fact that by the end of the argument, you're standing there opposite sides of the room looking at each other, laughing hysterically. I mean, it's, it's putting it all out there. I mean, this is the perfect example of putting it all out there, laying your cards on the table. You know, and for people who talk with their hands, it's even more, it's even more funny to argue. <laughs> We'll let you paint your own mental pictures there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I just hope that people are listening to us right now laughing hysterically <laughs> at the image of them and their spouse standing in their bedroom screaming at each other <laughs> naked. <laughs> oh, but back to your serious point. Um, yeah, the, the fact that more people aren't getting married on purpose is is... I can see how you can see that as like a bad thing uh, when it comes to just the personalities of people like yeah. you laid out, which, yeah, that does make sense that that is more people realizing they are or not maybe not realizing that they're living in kind of a selfish mindset yeah. and they don't want to change. They're not willing to make that concession. Um, it's good, though, in a way that these same people who still wouldn't make those concessions yeah. aren't getting married, having kids and then breaking families apart. That's true. Which uh, in the end is a, I think it's a, it's a net gain, even though both feel like a loss. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I totally understand that. Um, I think it really comes down to the fact that you need to know who you are as a person before you get married. Uh, in most cases you need to figure out, uh, what what's valuable valuable about you but also what needs to be fixed you mm. need to figure out what what things you struggle with what things you're addicted to what things you have uh what character defects you have and try and surrender those to god get into a better mindset about who you are get into a better self-esteem self-image place based on god's image of you instead of your image of you or instagram's image of you or anything from the world find yourself worth a little bit which i think would have greatly benefited me and my wife mm -hmm. had we gone through a season of that individually and uh the only reason i think we were able to skate past that was because we had so much time together before we got married. We had that five years. And so we grew together in a lot of directions already. Mm -hmm. And so it was harder for us to even consider breaking that apart, even in some of the roughest points of our marriage early on. But um, had I gotten to a place where I both trusted myself and liked myself, like uh, I believe I'm at most of the time now, uh, I feel like I would have been in a much better place those earlier years of our marriage. And uh, my wife would say the same thing about her own self-esteem uh, back then. Uh, there's, uh, silly as this is, there's a line in Community, uh, which is a show that I really like, that uh, Abed, the character, says. In one episode, they're trying. all the other characters are trying to uh, get him hooked up with this girl that they think likes him. And... Uh, they're, they're basically, they can't buy me love. Uh, they're they're copying that movie, mm. you know, and uh, they make reference to that. <clears throat> and so they they doing this because they think Abed has low self esteem. They think that he's weird. They think he doesn't get girls. All this kind of stuff. At the end of the the episode, 
they're all sad because it doesn't work out. They find out that it wasn't actually him that this girl liked, blah, 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 blah. But he's not upset about it. Like, he's apologizing to them. He's like, sorry, it didn't work out. He goes, what? Aren't you, aren't you upset? Uh, we just thought that maybe you had, you know, low self-esteem issues or whatever. I got self-esteem falling out of my butt. Uh, girls like me because, let's face it, I'm pretty adorable. Uh, <laughs> he goes, the fact is, I was doing that for you guys because when you know what you like about yourself and you know who you are, changing for other people isn't such a big deal. And I think that is actually such a brilliant mindset when it comes to marriage is that when you finally know who you are, you find out what your, your, um, your self-worth is in you know, God's eyes and thus should be in your own eyes, then kind of changing your, your wants and desires and needs for your spouse becomes an easier thing. Mm-hmm. It's not such a big deal to deny yourself for your spouse's sake in certain areas. And then both of you doing that creates this harmonious thing. Mm-hmm. Getting what you want all the time is not, uh, should never be your goal in life. Right. And I don't think enough people go into marriage with that mindset of compromise. Mm-hmm. And it's because I think we've tainted the the idea of compromise as mm-hmm. well. We think of it as nobody wins. And like, no, you compromising is a win. You denying yourself for somebody else, that's a fantastic thing that you're doing. And being able to do so happily is a major win. If you can't deny yourself happily for someone else, that means you're addicted to something. That means you are trapped in something. Uh, the thing we learn in CR is that freedom is not the ability to do whatever you want. It's ability to say no to something that you want. Mm-hmm. If you can't say no to something, you're stuck. You are trapped. You're a slave. And sometimes that's as simple as saying no to you thinking you deserve everything your way. And so what I'm saying is, before you get married, figure out who you are. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be a long, uh, long, happy marriage most of the time, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> Compromise is not a bad thing. It's not. Compromise is probably one of the biggest visual ways that we can show love. Absolutely. You know, that we can actively see love to be able to, and I, Chris and I, we actually had this conversation not too long ago, but Chris and I are very different people, very different. He, we both think on very different levels. We think about, you know, just life events very differently. He is more of a pessimist. I'm more of an optimist. He calls it being real or realistic. <laughs> I say that's just the pessimist in you. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of things where we don't see eye to eye on. There yeah. are a lot of you know hot button topics where it's like we have to have long drawn out conversations to see where the other one is coming from, to understand their point of view. And I told him the other day, we are too different of people to just be able to say, okay, yeah, that's how you feel. Cool. No, we have to have those conversations to understand each other, to understand why we feel the way that we do. And then we have to choose to respect that. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with disagreeing on things 
as long as you choose to respect the other person's stance on it. Sure. Absolutely. And that is compromise. That is compromise saying, you know what? I don't really feel the same way, but I, okay, I get where you're coming from. Cool. That's fine. (laughs) You know, and much the same compromise has got this bad rap just the same way that the verse in the Bible about wives submitting to their husbands has gotten a bad reputation. Now it's like this whole, no, I should not have to submit to a man. Well, what you don't realize is that the next part of that verse is, and husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church, willing to give his life up for the church. You know, it's a two-parter. It's not just wives listen to your husbands and do everything that they say all the time. And when you consider what that verse actually means, you know, I can submit to my husband. I can allow him to lead my family because I know that it's not just him being the leader and that he's doing absolutely everything that he can with the best intentions of our marriage and our children and our family always guiding him, always leading him. So when you consider the verse and what it stands for, it's not saying, wives, you have no role in your marriage other than to just do whatever your husband says. That's not what it's saying at all. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I think that's all we got on that Is it? Is it? That was was all right. (laughs) All right. We're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we will share our latest Twitter poll about family during quarantine. More back row morning show to come. No. Yes. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. More back row morning show to come. (laughs) Sorry. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN Radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. Yes, that is the name of our show. Uh, we talked about all the, the accidental name change stuff and Mo freaked out as we were exiting the last segment. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just so you know, that's what that was. No, that's not the name. <laughs> yes, yes, that is. No, wait, no. We were not coming back. Wait, yes. <laughs> Things are winding down for the day. <laughs> but first, as we touched on how marriages seem to be benefiting from lockdowns, we were curious about families in general. And so we asked you, be honest. Have you found quarantine or lockdowns have helped your family grow closer together or get on each other's nerves more? So we have three possible answers for this one. We have growing closer, annoying each other, or no real change. So what do you think the number one answer was? Jeez. <laughs> they all seem perfectly. I feel <laughs> like, okay, here's the thing. This I got to talk this out. Do it. Um, no real change is going to be like super low number. Super low. Zero to seven percent. Okay. Super low. But then the other two are gonna be pretty close, pretty neck and neck. 
It's either going to be, I don't know. I, it depends on how everybody was feeling that day, how they voted. Were they feeling silly? And so they're like getting on each other's nerves every day. Or were they feeling sentimental and growing closer? I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, given our audience, it was a joke. They were being funny, but they're saying getting on each other's nerves just slightly. That one wins out more. That, that, that whole thing that you just said, every, every point that you made, it was wrong. It was completely wrong. (laughs) 48.7% nearly half said growing closer. Uh, 15.8% said annoying each other and 35.5% said no real change. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so all y'all saying no real change think you had the perfect family before pandemic. You think you got the perfect family still. No, no. They're saying, they're saying the level to which we annoy each other is still the same, persistent mm. as it was pre and post lockdown and quarantine. <laughs> Will there ever be a post lockdown? I don't know. I, We're still here. Geez. We're still in it. I don't understand why. Look, there's another tangent. Here I don't we go. understand why. Our governor is acting like the only reason the numbers are going up in our state is because you guys aren't wearing masks. They're going up everywhere. Even the the much ballyhooed New York is now having to lock down again in certain areas. They're going up literally in our entire nation, in our entire world again. Quit lecturing me like I'm not wearing my mask tight enough every time I'm everywhere. And everywhere's, everyone's wearing them. You can't get into a store without wearing them in most places. Just chill out. Anyway, it's a rant for another day. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mo. What? <laughs> oh, let's end our show with a verse for the day. Okay, hold on. I got to breathe out the negative. Thank you. <laughs> Our verse for the day is 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Push out the jive. Bring in the love. Ah, that's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit give.ltnradio.com and choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. No, wait, that's already, it's already going to be chosen uh-huh. from the drop-down menu. Yep. Sorry. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Uh, follow us on all the socials at, at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And the Back Row Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, Back Row Baptist Church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, just in case you ever miss a day, find the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review, something along the lines of... I love it. (laughs) We'll be back tomorrow morning right here on LTN Radio at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. Have a great day. Mo, final thought. Hey, you know, Al Green said it best. Let's stay together. (laughs) And remember, when nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.
nerds.